welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime podcast that also had its own tournament art, but lost in round one. My name is Matt, and I'm new new to Yu Yu, which is why we'll be talking about, you know, Yu Yu Hakusho today. And if you are here, you may be saying, well, uh, they're talking about, he's talking about Yu Yu Hakusho, so I'm guessing Audrey's not here, and you are correct, sir or madam, Audrey is indeed not here. And that is mostly because we could not really formulate a plan to record this week. A lot of things happened, and it just ended up really not just hap- just didn't it didn't time out. We only had about thirty minutes to record, and I don't think that's enough time. I don't think that's you know even even if we just rush through it. I I want to make this kind of podcast that doesn't suck, and that's already hard because our general content kind of sucks. So hey, you know, <laughs> for once, let's not suck. I said, and so since we couldn't really get the get an agreement going on about anything and we i'm here and if you're here then i'm assuming you can read and i'm going to be operating under that speculation that general assumption because you will know that we are covering today yu yu hakusho the dark tournament saga which comprises of episodes 26 to 66 and it is the longest running arc. Well, not the longest running. Uh, it is. Yeah, it is. What am I talking about? Why am I doubting myself? It is the longest arc of Yu Yu Show at 46 episodes. No, it's just 40 episodes. Why am I so bad at math? It's 40 episodes out of a 112 episode show. And so it is the longest saga arc, whatever you want to call it. Depends. You know, like we we here on the west, east side, we call them we call them arcs. But, you know, you might be on the west coast and you might be all like, you're like that's a saga. That's a that's a nice saga. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm just talking out of my butt. This we're just gonna go. And I made a list for this thing. I have show notes. We never have show notes. I made lists. I made notes of who everybody was because I was like normally I would have to go to you know Mal and be like I don't remember who this dude was. So I'd have to go look up his name and that would take like five minutes. And now that there's like a billion characters in this anime, it would probably take like an hour because I'd be like no, it wasn't this guy. No, it wasn't this guy. No, it wasn't this guy, and I just don't feel like that is very beneficial to making quality entertainment, which I am suddenly now very obsessed with, I guess. But before we just, we we go into the Yu Yu Hakusho, the demon world, spirit world, whatever world you want to live in, you know, I'm going to give you a quick little catch-up and a quick little talk to you, just real quick. If you're listening right now, there are some terrible things going on in the world. There are really awful things. I... I would like to be if I'm going to make content. I would like not to make content that would uh that drags necessarily things that would make people depressed or sad because I doom scroll like a motherfucker every single day and I just make myself sadder and depressed and just worried about the state of the world. And, and that's just natural and I just feel like that's what a lot of people do. But I don't want to there's awful things going on and I don't want to be negative for anybody. I don't want to I just want to talk anime, and I do think that there are awful things going on in the world. I'm repeating myself, I know, but I would just like for you to know, to remind you in these uncertain times, that everything will be all right in the end, and if it isn't all right, then it isn't the end, and that people who declare war are motherfuckers, and that's all I got to say. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, like make peace, not make make peace, not war. Make love, not war. Just just fuck it. Don't. Why would just why do you want why do you why do you want to do this why do you want to do this why would anybody ever want to do this I don't know I'm not a warlord I'm not a person who knows you know I don't know the trials of war I don't know anything like that all I know is <laughs> shit posting an anime and that's why I'm making this podcast so hey we we to each our own if there was ever a war over shit posting an anime then I guess I'd be drafted but 
Unfortunately, I'm not going to make too many jokes about it. This is a very serious thing. But I just wanted everybody who's listening in right now to know that everything will be okay. And to the people who are being putting under, who are really undergoing through the hardest trials, I hope with all my heart that everything, especially, will work out for them and that they won't be oppressed, put into violence that they do not deserve because that is that is very unfortunate when the lives of innocent people are made to suffer because of the ill intents of one person. But I'm not going to dote too much on that, but it is something we need to talk about at a, at some point and have a discussion. Maybe not on here on the shitposting anime podcast, but maybe somewhere else. But I just want you guys to know that I care deeply about our listeners. You guys, you know, you are really, you're really important to me. And I always get mopey when I'm by myself. Like, I get really fucking intense. I'm like, you guys sweet so much to me. I'm just so sorry. So but anyways, but... Yeah, I'm going to do a quick check-in, and then we'll just go right on into this. It'll be it'll be cool. It'll be great. I noticed when I talk about myself, my voice kind of shifts downward. I don't know what's going on here. Anyways, so what has been going on with me? Uh, not a whole lot, my dude. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm watching anime, obviously. I'm on episode 78 of Yu Yu I'm in the chapter Black Saga, and that's something to talk about at a later day, maybe with some other people, because I think a lot of... People really like Chapter Black, and I, at about eight episodes, nine episodes in, I I really like Chapter Black. I think so far it has been the most enjoyable uh, saga of Yu Yu Hakusho just from these ten episodes. Really intense, really beautifully animated, at least at certain spots. But yeah, that that's uh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm watching, also watching, please don't, don't laugh or giggle about this. I'm also watching Creamy Mommy the Magical Angel. <laughs> I can't even say it. Every time I say creamy mommy, I'm like, oh, that just feels wrong. That feels like a hentai. Anyways, it's a an older it's an older anime about a, a magical girl who transforms into an idol. It's older and it, it ties into why I'm watching it is because I recently uh, Jeff from Otaku Host Club posted pictures of this book he was reading called the Moe Manifesto for I think a future episode they're doing of their podcast and I said yo is that fucking literature on anime sign me the fuck up brosive so I got got a copy and I read through it and I was reading a lot of people's interpretations of Moe kind of their Moe experiences it had a lot of I really recommend the book it's 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 a nice little piece to read if you're uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing it's got it's just interviews it's comprised of interviews it's not like a case study on Moe really and truly but it has a lot of interesting interviews in it it has an interview with Jun Maeda and if you like Jun Maeda's work you know the crying animes as they might be called then you definitely would like to go into it I enjoyed it I really think it's interesting to see different perspectives on anime and Moe and a whole and Moe as a whole it's kind of like a sociological anthropological sort of thing which is something I was really fascinated with during my time in college but now I am just a stupid ass shit poster anime podcaster so I'm dumb as hell so, but it is still fascinating to me, and it's a good read, and it's ten dollars if you want to if you get it from Amazon. I don't know what it's priced everywhere else, but ten dollars you can't beat that. You'll probably read it in like a two hours, but it's an if you're into anime and moe, good read. And anyways, I ended up buying a bunch of other books too, <laughs> and one is from the same author of uh, the Moe Manifesto. Let me pull up. <laughs> Let me pull up his name and stuff before I get it wrong, and then look like a stupid asshole. Uh. It's Patrick W. Galbraith's other work, uh, Otaku and the Struggle for Imagination in Japan. I've read 10 pages of it. It reads very densely, uh, but hey, I kind of like a dense read. I like I like to use my brain sometimes, but not a lot of the times. And I also got a book called Japanese Schoolgirl Confidential, which isn't porn. 
It's got a subname of How Teenager Girls, Teenage Girls Made a Nation Cool. And it's just about the study of Japanese schoolgirl uniforms and other things like that. Or just Japanese schoolgirls. Anyways, it's not porn. I'm not a lewd person for reading it. I'm just doing it. I'm doing it for study. I'm doing I'm doing it to be smarter, guys. You can't judge me if I'm doing it to better myself. No, you can't you can't do that. I'm 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 bettering myself by reading this book, so you don't get to judge me. Oh, how's that feel? Do you feel very good about yourself? Judging me for that split second? Oh, you don't. You're sitting there. You're sitting in your car on your commute going, damn, I judged Matt prematurely. Now I have to reconsider my biases. Reading those books. Uh, still on my manga my manga sort of run. I'm on volume 12 of Attack on Titan, which is the end of season two. Uh, the artwork has stopped being shit, so that's pretty awesome. Because of those first chapters were looking like some bad Attack on Titan fan art. And uh, I was not, uh, it was, the vibe did not sit well with this one. Uh, reading those books, I really kind of want to engage more and find more sort of literature like this because I, I do love like learning. I, I I'm bad at it, but I love learning. I can't re- I can't retain knowledge worth shit unless it's absolutely irrelevant and poses no sort of positive uh, future for me. But hey, so that's what I've been doing. And creamy mommy and uh, creamy mommy Yu Yu Hakusho, and I need to start my seasonals. Because I do want to do a seasonal episode, and it's just going to take a minute, I feel like, to get through all that. Because I keep fucking putting it off. But, hey, we'll get there when we get there. And right now, we have reached the part where we actually talk about the anime. Wow, you did it. You survived. Anyways, as I said earlier, I did not say earlier. I can't remember. I've actually, this is my, like, third take recording this. Because my cat keeps knocking stuff over for no reason. Outside of her own malicious intent to destroy me and my hobbies. But... This is the Dark Tournament arc. It comprises of 40 episodes. I said 46 earlier, I feel like. Comprises 46 episodes and also 60... 60? Yeah, 60. I'm good at math, guys. Hold up. Fucking math wizard over here. And 60 chapters of the manga. It is the longest arc, as I may or may not have mentioned earlier, of Yu Yu Hakusho. And if you were a fan of what I did last week with the with the <laughs> with the chapters to episodes uh, ratio, then you are gonna have a weird fucking time here, my dude. Because I did it with this, I did sixty six episodes to the big three, and how many chapters they were at at this point. And Yu Hakusho was sixty six episodes of the anime to one hundred and twelve chapters. So one hundred twelve chapters were adapted in the anime at this point. And which comes out to 1.696969696969697 chapters per anime episode. And here's where things get fucking weird because the other big three, Naruto, also had 66 episodes to 112 chapters. And One Piece as well had 66 episodes to 112 chapters. Which means that this 1.696969696969697 is the golden ratio for anime. That's just my personal, that's just me looking at it. <laughs> that's just my interpretation that that is the golden fucking ratio of anime. You can't prove me wrong. It's 769. <laughs> <laughs> the seven at the end, absolutely fucking delightful for me. But then we got Bleach over here, which at sixty six episodes was already in filler. <laughs> and what was it? Their ratio was weird. It was like at sixty six episodes they had adapted one hundred and eighty three chapters. So they were going, they were fucking speeding along on Bleach, which explains why the filler was so. There's so much filler when you're adapting like. The ratio for them is 2.75757575757578. Seven, 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 
chapters per episode, which is a lot more than 1.696969696969697. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that it's episode 66. Uh, One Piece had had filler, but like five episodes, but Bleach was already five episodes of filler as well with the Bound arc, which was absolute, but, but that's just all of Bleach's filler arcs. Let me be honest with you. Just read the manga. So I have made a list of my favorite fights and my least favorite fights, which we will go over later. But so far, I am going to summarize the Dark Tournament arc. Oh, the tournament arc, which we call in the business, no as the all fighty, no righty. Because all this is is fighting. There's going on here. It's also got a lot of bad accents, which we will talk about later because one bad accent is in my favorite fights, and another bad accent is in my least favorite fights. So, Dark Tournament, alright, you, Yusuke is all like, I gotta go train for his tournament, Togoro's gonna totally like, kill my friends and family, so I gotta go do that, I'm Joey Wheeler from Yu-Gi-Oh! Hey, Yugs, I gotta go to Dark Tournament. But, he's saying, yep, I'm gonna go train, and Genkai says, cool, we're gonna train then, like, train, train. And so they train, train, and Yusuke is absolutely passed the fuck out and useless for the majority of, the <laughs> and useless for the majority of the uh, the first tournament or the first uh, the first fight until the end, which is a, a reoccurring theme. I feel like kind of not really. So yeah, they get off the island, which is like what was it, Hanging Neck Island? I said that's a damn cool name. I was excited for this arc when we went in, honestly. I said, oh, this is going to be my, f- well, it's not really my first tournament arc. That 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 belongs to the tuning exams from Naruto, or at least the tuning battle part. You know, that one, that one was a, was it a good, was it a good tournament arc? That's a, that's up to debate. The more I look back on Naruto as a whole, I'm like, I kind of have like these, I feel like the rose tinted glasses lenses are sort of falling out of my, uh, falling off my eyes because looking back on it, I don't know. But that's that's, just, that's not this. We're not talking about that. So Yusuke to get off the boat on Hanging Neck Island. Demons are there and they're like, "Hey, fuck humans! God damn it! Just die already! Lose to Togoro and Togoro's over there being all like, I wear my sunglasses at night, motherfucker.' Sorry, I need to use my Togoro voice. <clears throat> Sorry, I have to clear my throat for this one. Hello, Yusuke. I am use. I wear my sunglasses at night. He does this weird inflection. I, I, this is the kind of thing I do is I go, damn, people's voices are weird. But, hey, I don't know what I'm talking about. My voices can be weird to some as well. So, they get off the boat. Yusuke's absolutely sleepy. They say, well, we go, fuck, we gotta go fight. Gotta go fight. Gotta go fight these people. God, God, good, we gotta go do it. And the first fight is against Team Roku Yukai. Roku Yukai? Roku Yukai. That's how they say it in the dub. What am I talking about? Which was uh, not a strong, not an absolutely strong start to this because I, when they get out of the island, everybody's like, I've been proved my moves. And Kuwabara's like, Yeah, I don't need a piece of wood to manifest my sword anymore, so I'm doing pretty good, Urameshi. Urameshi, look at me, I can just pop out my sword. And everyone is just like, Yeah, that's pretty cool, that's pretty cool. So they go to fight Team Ryukuyukai, and uh, that was uh, rink- the first one, this fucking, which I called Team Earthbound, because 
I, I just needed notes for I originally was going to use their name. I was going to be like, yeah, you know, Team Earthbound. And people be like, what the fuck are you getting Team Earthbound from? And there's just because Rinku, who is an absolutely shit heel of a character, pops out and he's like, I got yo-yos. Yeah, fuck off, Kuwapara. Which also ties into something that really pissed me off at this uh, at juncture. So, the first fight is Kuwabara versus Rinku. And Kuwabara is like an actual dude. He is just a dude with a spirit sword. And Rinku, at one point, at the end of one episode, says, I'm going to drop you from this high height and you'll die. And Kuwabara's like, I'm going to die. And then later, Kuwabara, when they go to fight, what is it, Team uh, Team Iroatogi, and they just yeet him into other stadiums from the same way, well, maybe a little bit lower than what Rinku was going to do, I don't know, but it was still kind of stupid for, at this point, just be like, I'm going to drop you from a high spot and you'll die, but then later on, Korobara gets yeeted twice into a fucking stadium, and he's just stupid dumb, which, as much as I love Kuwabara, and this is going to be something I talk about later on, Kuwabara's fights are not very great. They, they all suck. I love Kuwabara, but all of his fights are just shit. There you go. Sorry, he's my favorite. He's best boy in the show, and if you think otherwise, then you're wrong. If you think fucking Shadow the Hedgehog, Hiei is the best character, I don't know what to tell you, man. But uh, you like Shadow the Hedgehog. I hate that you had to find it out for me, but every time I look at him, I'm like, just shut the fuck up, Shadow! Because that's what he's like, I don't want to help you guys. I'm just doing this for myself. I'm Hiei. Gah. I'm evil, but not really. Also, I wub my widow sister, but I'm not going to say anything about it. Bruh. Yeah. But, so yeah, the first the first, first fights were just not very good for Matt. Didn't really... It's, we clicked off and immediately, and I was just not... Vi- the vibe was not strong with the Team Rakuya Kai fights for the first two. Especially with this guy who's just like, <laughs> Kuraba, I'm going to kill your mommy. And he says, oh no, my mommy, I love my mommy. And it's just a stupid, what's that dude's name? is Roto, I hated that fight. First two fights, not very strong, which is unfortunate because Karama, while he isn't on my favorite fights or least favorite fights, he is, were consistently engaging and very fun to sort of get lost in the stakes. I think Karama's fights were consistently what I wanted out of, what I kind of wanted a little bit is these stakes sort of planning fights throughout this, throughout this arc. But they never kind of stayed that way. Sometimes it just turned into, uh, you're dead now. Fuck off. Which comes into our next fight after Kurama versus, I'm going to kill your mommy, dude. Which is Zeru versus Hiei. And I messaged JD about this, I believe. Because fucking the Black Dragon Flame shit was absolutely big ass, 10 inch long dick animation. And I was so impressed with it. I was like, God Damn, Yu Yu Hakusho, what are you doing to me? Making my bussy all wet. And I was just like, this is some good. He absolutely fucking roasted this dude. It was so cool. I honestly, for, I, I liked TA for that because he just absolutely went batshit. And it's, it's like, well, he had to do it. Fucking Zeru was super powerful. And it's, it's, I was just impressed. I love the animation for that. Anytime I feel like the Hiei is going to use the Black Dragon Flame or the Flame of the Black Dragon, whatever you want to call it, as long as you don't call this arc the fucking Tournament Black arc, like some stupid-ass podcaster, I'm going to name names. His name's Matt, and it's me. But as long as you don't call it, I guess, something stupid. Zeru's fight was fucking... <laughs> it's fucking wild. It's such a. I was not expecting the animation to come out of uh, Yu Hakusho because 
one of the complaints I kind of had about this arc in particular, and maybe I'll just address this more towards the end, but <laughs> there was a lot of fights where it just stalled out for so long. The fights just did this sort of a, it just sort of did this formulaic notion where it's character goes to hit other character, crowd goes, <gasps> announcer goes, <gasps> character got hit, and then the uh, characters in the audience, the girls, because all the girls don't get to fight in this uh, this this arc it's really true there's not a single female combatant except in the team that like togaro fucking wastes right and the girls go oh no no he got hit and then the teammates aren't fighting go goes oh he got hit and then the character who got hit goes oh i was hit and that was just the formula that some of these fights go on then they think about why they got hit what's going to happen when they continue to get hit and it's just it's kind of repetitious it kind of absolutely slows down the pacing for me which, I mean, I get it. Maybe the thing is that... Because I, I read I did read some of Yu Hakusho's manga for this adaptation. Because when this... Uh, there used to be a magazine version of Shonen Jump. And the magazine version would have like three or four chapters of each manga that they were adapting. And when I picked... I was like a young warthog. I picked up a copy of it. And my copy had the fight with Gene and some other fight... And they were really, really quick as far as just how fast things went. So maybe that is kind of what they had to do for the anime. It's just, oh god, this fight was just like three pages. God, gotta gotta draw this out somehow. Which I, I feel like, obviously, you know, talk, saying it out loud, that is the shonen anime fight tactic, is to talk about the fight, to stall the fight. So that the fight does not just instantly end. Hey, it works. And sometimes there are legitimate shonens I feel like that need that. But the ones that legitimately need that, they need to explain what the fuck just happened. They're called JoJo. Because JoJo's will have a dude spit out his tongue and then start doing the Macarena because of a stand. And if you don't know why the fuck the stand did that and someone tells you, then you're going to be like, okay, so we're doing ecstasy today. Cool. So, you know, that's probably necessary. For some anime, but the only one I've ever thought needed it was fucking JoJo's. But moving on, this Chu versus Yusuke are... It's me, the Crocodile Dundee, fighting Yusuke Urameshi. Well, that's a bit of a blimey bloomer off the barbie. And I was just, the moment Chu stepped out, I said, God, here come the fucking... Here comes the dub, the dub accents. Because this is the one that stood out, one of the ones that stood out absolutely to me was Chu just walking out looking like goddamn Mad Max. <laughs> Which I guess is why they gave him an Australian, uh, an Australian, you know, voice. But still, what the actual fuck to just be like, hey yo, this dude Chu looks like uh, Mad Max. Well, then give him an Australian vo accent and it's just... I don't see why not. It makes sense to me. Demons can be from Australia. <laughs> demons can be from Australia. I mean, Dragon Ball established that demons uh, can, or that people, that there's space Australia. So why not? Uh, so why not Demon World Australia? Chu steps out, and this is a. This was actually a really fun fight because as Yusuke wakes up and says, "All right, I'm about to fuck this guy up," and it was a really, uh, it was a really entertaining fight. It's actually on my favorite fights list. Just to spoil that ahead. Because the ending with this sort of rough, just not, what was it? It's called like a knife fight where they were just stuck and they couldn't back down and just were fighting and fighting each other, hitting back and forth. Uh, 
there was such it was really really cool and plus you've got to have you've got to have the shonen headbutt technique which is what it ends up on and I don't know why but the headbutt technique well, I do, I do, I know I criticized it at one point, but while you, it's, you gotta have it. You gotta end something with a headbutt. And the, the final, just the final, we're gonna just fucking headbutt each other. Fuck it, here we go. It's, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It was a great fight, actually. I love Chu's design. I love his, his Australian accent, Mike. It was just a fun fight. It was really, I feel like that's all of Yusuke's fights, well, barring one, are fun. And he always fights, I think, the coolest characters. I'm not wrong. He basically just gets to take the characters that actually matter. And, I mean, that is his shonen protag right. But uh, the Chu fight, excellent fight. One of my favorites of the... Uh, of this arc i actually was i was actually watching it on my lunch break i remember this distinctly because i said i'm gonna i was watching it on my phone and i said i'm not gonna watch this episode anymore i'm gonna watch this at home on the big screen and that's what i did and i enjoyed it more because of it so excellent excellent fight and of course obviously uh, obviously he wins because that is his shonen protag right to win any headbutt competition so then yada 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 here we go next things happen then it's round two with Team Rameshi versus Team Ichigaki. And I'm not going to talk too much about this because I fucking hated this. Uh, I did not like this. Uh, as I called them in my notes, Team Dr. Wily. I just didn't care about this at all. It was stupid, honestly. Like, yeah, I've controlled these people. I made them. I controlled them because they loved their master. And I think that that's kind of stupid. Uh, but hey, we did get to see Togoro do 45% of his power, and we'll talk about Togoro later when it comes time to talk about Togoro, because <laughs> during this entire arc, I was just thinking like, oh man, team, when Togoro comes up, when Togoro comes up, that's all I cared, I said like, obviously, there's no stakes for me in watching this, I know that Yusuke is going to fight Togoro, because there's 112 episodes of the show, and obviously it's got to happen so it was a i'm not gonna like i said i'm not gonna bother talking about the team ichigaki team uh fights if that's your favorite fight uh that's pretty cool i i'm happy for you that you got something out of it i did not i was kind of bored with it which explains why i kind of stalled out on yu Hakusho. because then after this we get to a real nice fight and that's not something that i was getting kind of irritated throughout this entire arc too was how the fucking tournament committee is constantly like hey yo team rameshi go fuck yourself uh, you stayed down for too long, so you got out. You sneezed, and on non-sneezing day, so you disqualified. It was just, it was stupid. And it seems like in a lot of the fights, it was, uh, we need to raise the fucking stakes for this. So, oh, guess what? Half of your team is not going to be able to fight. Two of your team are not going to be able to fight. And guess what? That's exactly what happened here when. <laughs> I remember her name. I remember her name. It's written down somewhere. Ruka, the demon nurse, uh, shows up and is like, "I'm gonna keep a. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep um. I'm gonna keep Hie and the masked fighter. Uh, Genkai. Let's just pretend that we all. Even when she uh, was revealed with her mask off, I said, "The bitch has pink hair. Genkai has light pink hair, like dulled pink hair, like pink hair that's been sitting out in the sun for too long in your car." 
this is Genkai. There's no fucking plot twist to this. But yeah, uh, Ruka is like, hey, I'm going to trap these dudes. And I was seek her fine bikini or whatever, rope bikini. And I said, uh-oh, why do I get so like, why do anime women make me so horny? Why is that? I don't, I'm not like out here looking at women, women going, damn, very attractive. I'm literally, I see cute anime girl. I'm like fucking cute. I see this in my anime and I'm like, that's hot. But I'm not out here being a fucking perv on just random fucking women. And so I was looking like the entire fight. Every time I talk over to Ruka, I was like, awesome. This is great. This is a fantastic, this is a fantastic arc. Love, love you, Hakusho. Anyways, this is not the point to me. Sort of just to reveal my, uh, to reveal my own issues in like personal things. I don't know. What am I talking about? All right. So after this. Hot nurse is restraining is restraining uh Hiei and the Mask Fighter and they're fighting Team Masho, which was pretty cool, I think. I remember looking back on it. This is the one that kind of stalled me out a little bit too, but not for a bad reason, because all of them were dressed in black. So I was like, Ooh, what's this next one gonna do? Ooh, what's that one gonna do? Ooh, what's that one gonna do? But the first, it kind of started off a little bit uh a it started off just a little bit weak for me, I think. The war paint stuff with the uh, goblin ass dude Gama was, I don't know. I was a little bit bored with it, but it's not a bad fight. I feel like I'm not going to be just be talking about the fights, but it's a tournament arc. I have to talk about the fights. It, it was Karama, and that's basically Karama's shtick at this point is either he fucking aces the shit out of you and you fucking perish or in this entire tournament he struggles to fucking win and at the last minute pulls something out of his ass and all you can do is just go god damn it how could i have predicted that he would manipulate plant plants like this on me despite the fact that he's done that previously to everyone else i am a fucking moron let me perish from this earth anyways karama beats this dude then you know next dude shows up i cannot remember who next dude was but Oh, that was a bully guy. That was the bully guy. I had to look it up. I was like, Backin? Who the fuck is Backin? And that was a guy who was just like, look at me. I'm beating up Karama. I'm so fucking awesome. And then Yusuke was about to shoot him from offstage. That would have, that was nice. That was cool. But then Yusuke immediately just fucking beats the shit out of this dude who thinks, I'm going to sweat and sweat and sweat and you can't see. And it's stupid. It was it was kind of stupid. I It's not on my least favorite fights because... It didn't register to me. If it didn't register to me, then that's like you're not on the least favorite fights list. But if you were a fight that I fucking hated watching or just got annoyed with, or you just left me with expectations that you kind of dashed, then I uh, I just wasn't interested. But tying that in, the the next fight is actually on my least favorite fights, and that's Yusuke versus Gene, and that's because. I cannot stand Gene in his voice. Oh, and the tiny on the guns, the bottom, don't you know? It's just, what the fuck is up with your god, your Irish, Scottish, whatever fuckish accent? Because he would always talk and I didn't understand a single thing he said. And it's not because I don't understand Irish or Scottish or whatever accents. It is because whoever's doing this is like, oh, the sign of God is if you're going to be on a blooming like a tongue. And, and I'm just like, what are you fucking saying to me with your goddamn accent? Oh, you're the mess you got me a little bit on the piece, the side of the spittle walking, don't you know? And it's just stop it dude i fucking hate your voice i hated gene's voice so fucking much and this fight was so fucking 
milk toast for me. It was just kind of a shonen fight, and I didn't give a shit about it at all. Because, yeah, Gene's got a cool character design. He looks pretty cool. His powers are pretty cool. I mean, he's basically fucking... Uh, he's, he's basically mini, uh, t- mini tornado guy. And who doesn't love a guy, a mini tornado except people whose houses are in the way? But it was just such a lame fight. And I didn't care about her. Gene's stupid accent going, yeah, You done gillied on the soddy weed if you don't mind me asking. And I just fucking hate Gene so much. Dude. I just hate Gene's voice. And it's so sad because he's got a cool character design. But who cares? This is also another one of the fucking ass pull, ass pull arc, ass pull fight things because Yusuke loses because he was out of the ring for 10 seconds. And it's just another one of those things where the writing said, uh oh, if uh, Yusuke wins this, then wouldn't it be best out of three? Ooh, ooh, mm, who knows? And then Kurobara has his fight, and Kurobara's fight was re- with Risho. And. I love Kurobara. I've said this before. But Kurobara's got some of the lamest fucking fights in this show. And it's just the fact it's, you're getting beat up by my earth powers. <laughs> I'm beating you up. And then he's just getting his tr- his shit torn to pieces. And then he sees Yukina in the crowd and says, oh, I'm going to fucking win this now. Sorry, power of love and all that shit. And wins. And I'm just thinking, Kurobara, could you have done that earlier, dude? Before the 15 minutes of me watching you get knocked around the stadium. Could you have just thought about Yukina? Could you have done anything? Could you have not just wasted my fucking time with suddenly saying, Alright, I'm going to fucking win now. Goodbye. Which is the Korobar fight. When Korobar wins, it is basically Korobar says, Alright, this fight's over now. I've decided I'm going to win. Which is kind of the Hiei method too. It's, hmm, I seem to be... You seem to think that I will be losing. I have decided to activate Flame of the Black Dragon. Black Dragon Flame. Alright, you lose. Bye, get the fuck out of here. So, why doesn't they go over to the semifinals with Team Ura... Uriyatogi, but I forgot to mention that uh, during the process, Yusuke's spirit egg, which I did not mention at all during the first season because that was kind of irrelevant. I didn't think it would be anything important, but outside hatches this cute motherfucking little ping, this cute little fucking flappy wappy ping thing called Pooh, and I want a plush of him because he's so fucking cute, and if that's Yusuke's soul, then Yusuke's got like that Jesse McCartney beautiful kind of soul thing, you know? Very cute, very adorable. Uh, I mean, it's kind of wild that during all these like crazy, just big, muscly, bulky men, and then suddenly this guy goes, I'm going to make a Dragon Quest monster. All right, here we go. Which I guess is kind of funny because it's uh, it's it's the man who himself loves Dragon Quest, the mangaka, right? That's kind of the meme, isn't that Togashi plays Dragon Quest so much that he doesn't write Hunter Hunter. I don't know. Uh, that's just what I've heard from the internet. Don't get mad at me. But yeah, Pooh's fucking super cute. I super want a fucking plush of him. Or at least some merch. Pooh is Pooh is the second best boy next to Kuwabara. So semifinals against Team Uriyatogi. I just called Fractured Fairy Tales because all their names are basically just fairy tales things. Or fairy tale themed. Japanese fairy tales, obviously. There ain't no fucking Shrek in this lineup. Or at least they're... There should be. Shrek is a fairy tale, right? I'm not wrong. I am wrong. Anyways, you know, there's Kent Makintaro, who is supposed to be Kentaro or Golden Boy. There's Kuro Mamataro, who is just Black Peach Boy, you know, from Mamataro, Black Peach Boy. There's Ura Arashima, who is Arashima Toro, the guy who went underwater, got a got a box and was said, yeah, don't open this box that you got from us. Uh, 
Wait, isn't he basically just like Rip Van Winkle, but for Japanese people? Yeah, he gets he pops out and he's like, oh, dang, everybody I know is dead. Oh, well, I guess I got nothing else to live for. I'm going to open up the box and oh, look, I'm an old man. And then Shishi Wakamaru, who is based off of uh, fucking what? Ushi Wakamaru. I actually don't know about this one. So maybe I'll talk about that later. Later by later, I mean like in another podcast when I find out what Ushi Wakamaru is. I'm not looking it up right now. And then Onji, who turns out to be the beautiful Suzuki, who seems like a precursor to a pedophile clown from Hunter Hunter. I cannot remember his name. I'm sure someone is yelling right now his name, but I cannot remember. But yeah, he seems like basically (laughs) Togashi designed pedophile, designed this clown and said, oh man, I'm going to put a pin in that. I'm going to come back to that later. And then he said, wait a minute, I don't like clowns. And then turned this dude into just a dude. Uh, well, he first he was like old man fight, and then said no, no more old man fight, clown fight, and then said ah, fuck it, I don't, no more clown fights. Uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying really bad to just get this get this going. So the uh, Uriyatogi fights. Uh, 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 I don't know, I don't know about these fights. They all kind of missed for me in a special sort of way. I feel like Yusuke's not in this fight because the masked fighter is, or Genkai is there now revealed to be. He says, all right, you got to kill me to get your power. And he says, fuck off. I'm not killing an old woman. And then she says to him, well, that is the correct option. Killing old people isn't okay unless they fucking cut you off on the freeway on the, uh, when you're trying to drive home, drive to work and you're running like 10 minutes late. That's the only time Genkai says. <laughs> and so she decides to give him a, give him her power. I guess gives him a big old ball of light, and he says, "Cool, I am going to, I am going to take this ball of light and start thrashing my fucking head against the wall because I'm in so much pain." He does that, and while that's happening, Team Uriyatogi fights. He is back, Mass Fighters back, but you know with Yusuke, obviously, and so it's Kurama, Kuwabara, and Hie. So Kurama and Hie. That's a pretty good sweep unit, and then you've got Kuwabara, who's just your uh, just your disposable unit, yeah. Unfortunately, so is that's all he manages to do in this fight. Uh, but yeah, they do the dice thing, which I guess is interesting. Not really. It's just dice. I'm gonna roll the dice. I guess you gotta fight me. Haha. I'm struggling to remember exactly any fights from this. I remember, or I remember Urash Urushima. He just opens up his box and says, Haha, I'm going to reverse turn you into a child, turn you into a fetus, and kill you. And then it op- awakens Yoko Karama, who is a bitchy-ass boy, and promptly was going to fuck Urash- Hiroshima right the way up until Shishiwakamaru just killed him. Uh, I'm struggling to remember the... Wait, I remember the reverse Peach Boy, or, or Kuro Mamatoro, not Kuro Mamatoro, uh... Makintaro, who just absolutely just gets him gets his shit wrecked by Hiei, uh, slicing his arm. That was pretty. That was an actually pretty funny moment. Is the whole what you do when you're crying? You you already bleeding, and then oh, I've got your fucking arm, you stupid dude. And he says, oh well, damn. Uh, I'm gonna go hard. Oh, I am dead. Which is a cool. It's a cool move by Hiei by Shadow the Hedgehog. But still, it was just kind of this. It's just, it's just a tiny, it's just, t- just a tiny bit edgy, just a, just a little bit, just a little bit. Come on, I'm not wrong. People, people, I'm probably wrong. People are probably arguing with me right now. 
But then you got your Peach Boy. I don't remember anything about that except his his spheres, and that um. God, what the fuck happened to his fucking spheres? Oh yeah, this was another. I sorry, I had to like think about it. I was like, what happened? I know, I know that as per the Hiei usual against a powerful enemy, he just said Black Dragon Flame. But I, I know that that wasn't until he fights Bui that he really fucking whips that shit out. But instead, he does. He just channels it into his sword. Pretty neat channeling things into your sword. Uh, I think a certain other cool guy has already done sword shit like that. Hiei. Uh huh. It's okay if you want to copy cool guys. Hiei. I know. I I I get it. But yeah, it kills kills Peach Boy, dude. Then, like I said earlier, Urashima fight, and then Shishiwakamaru, who just fucking shits on Koibara, who is just there to get his shit wrecked. And which brings me back to the thing I was saying earlier about the fight with fucking asshole kid in that uh, it's early it's like no court bar is gonna fall oh no and then he gets yeeted into this fucking stadium twice with this shishiwakamaru and then with um the beautiful suzuki as well the shishiwakamaru fight is actually a fight a really good fight i really liked uh, i really enjoyed I really enjoyed Shishiwakamaru's design, honestly. I mean, I kind of like that sort of feudal, ye old character, you know, ye old Japanese style. But I also kind of liked how his sword, you know, it was a really cool thing. And a little side note, <laughs> when I got back, I, this is actually the part where I kind of stalled out. I stalled out at the Urashima point. That is the episode that I stopped watching for about uh, a few weeks because it was just such a drag at this point. Some of the fights, like I said, went on for a long time. And the Black Peach Black Peach Boy Kuro Mamotaro fight really just burned me out. But when I was a Puzzle and Dragons, as of the time of this recording, was doing a collaboration with Yu Hakusho. And I said, I am going to fucking pull and pull and pull and pull until I get Kuwabara. And for a character who was not that rare, according to the drop list of what Puzzle and Dragons was saying, uh, it took me forever to get him, and I got every single fucking character but Kuwabara, and I got Shishiwakamaru, and Shishiwakamaru's fucking scary ass face I saw before uh, before anything else. I said, "Oh, he's gonna do something scary with the sword," and he indeed did something scary with the sword. Who doesn't love a scary ass sword? Well done, Yusuke. At last, the two of us fight again. Only this time, things are going to be different for you. I'm not throwing this fight for anyone. Good, because now for me, it's personal. You don't think this is personal for me, too? I'll start with 80%. Yeah, but Shishiwakamaru and his... You can't do that. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be the famous. I'm going to be amazing. And then Genkai shows up and just is like, fuck it. Here we go. Get your shit out of here. And then Kuwabara gives us, I'm going to win this one. And then gets his fucking shit eat into another uh, another stadium again. Which then proceeds for Genkai to just defeat the shit out of Suzuki in a very un, uh, unpleasant way. This is boring. That's actually... Oh, I'll get to it later. And after that, you got Genkai. Genkai gets killed by Togoro. Uh, not all that surprising. It was actually kind of sad, though. I will admit that it got me a little bit teary-eyed when I was watching this at work. 
because I, I at this point I just said, well, I'm not going to watch any fights at work, but then this happened. I said, well, uh, obviously Togoro is going to win. So younger Togoro says, hey, uh, I'm going to fucking kill you, and they get into their backstory, and that's really cool. Really, uh, I, I really like the concept of what Togoro's, Togoro was kind of, uh, as it's revealed later, that he kind of, and I fully don't understand it, maybe it's something that's going to be revealed later, or maybe I'm just, you know, fucking stupid, but the fact that Togoro kind of went out and became the very thing he hated, all after sort of this despair that was induced by losing his pupils and all that, I really thought that was really interesting, and I like that he actually had a relationship with Genkai, this is kind of the highlight of this entire arc for me was anything involving Togoro. And while Togoro has some things that I wasn't the biggest fan of when it comes to his design, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of, I'm just going to get musclier. I, I, I thought the kind of the design for Togoro was, you know, because he got more swole as he powered up, you know. And I kind of wanted it to be the reverse, you know, like he deflated more, which... He did at one point deflate, and I thought maybe the muscles would be kind of what slowed him down and powered him down. But no, it was just he got all bulky, and then he deflated, and then he was like, I got fucking arms on my eyeballs! Which, <laughs> that's the stupidest fucking... I... It's stupid, but we'll get there. So obviously, Togoro kills Genkai, and the togoro way possible, where she says, I'm firing my big-ass laser. What are you going to do about it? He says, I'm going to kill you about it. That's what I'm going to do about it. And at this point, Yusuke has already sort of sucked in all the uh, all the Genkai power. And as per the, show, as per the Shonen Protag rule, he is not going to reveal it until it is absolutely necessary. So then, because I'm just running through this. I'm just running through this, like, story. We get to the fucking highlight of this entire arc, the one that I watched in a day, and that is the Urameshi versus Togoro, in Togoro team fights. And there's obviously a lot of build-up to this point. Before this fight even started, while they were sort of doing the research and all, the guy Karasu, the masked dude, I totally... Every time he was in the lineup, I said, oh, that's the real big bad. Oh, it can't just be Togoro. This this guy with the mask, he's he's in on this shit, too. But it turns out that that was totally just me reading too much into it. And Karasu was just a guy who Togoro said, I beat you. Now you must work for me. But it really cool-ass fucking suit. Really cool-ass fucking suit. I don't know... Uh, I don't know why, but I I really like his suit. It kind of reminds me of like a, uh, gosh, it kind of gives me Dracula vibes, honestly. So, at this point, at this point, uh, everybody is getting um everybody's getting their power ups because, you know, you need a you need a good you need a good power up before the the final fight in a shonen in a shonen story, right? Everybody's gonna have their new forms, their new powers. So Suzuki says, "Fuck it, I've lost here. You you can have." For you, for you, Kuwabara, <laughs> a sword. And he just goes full on, eee! like the the little Uzi, the, you know the memes, the memes. For you, Luzi, a Rob Zombie poster. Yeah, that he goes full on that. That's the reference I'm trying to make here. I'm sorry. I'm trying to appeal to the trying to appeal to the kids. They love the memes. So yeah, he gets a sword. Karama gets a potion. And he says, yeah, that potion is what Urashima had in his uh, his box. It'll turn you back into a kid. It'll turn you back into Yoko Karama. And he and Karama says, the, ooh, very nice. Just let me throw this into my fucking Kool-Aid. 
and that's what he does, which I felt was kind of lame. My my personal thoughts about it was just that if you need the if you need the suit if you need the suit then you don't you shouldn't deserve the suit right that's that's what Tony Stark said. So the fact that he had to power up by just drinking this potion and become Yoko Karama didn't really sit well for me. But I, that's just my personal weird looking at it and observing it. But it is a really really cool fight. It is of course the classic the uh, the alternative Karama fight, which is you get your shit beat and then you decide to start win- winning or. Rather, you decide to win by doing a trickery, using some wild trickerations, which is what happens because Karama goes Yoko Karama and starts doing some weird planny vor bullshit to to uh, Karasu, and then finally it wears out because of course it's got to wear out to build stakes. And Karasu says, "Oh, you done fucked up now," but of course Karama gets the win. But because hey, that wouldn't raise the stakes properly. K- Karama has to lose and has to have been passed out for 10 counts, which of course the ref, by the way, uh, the refs, I didn't talk about them, super cute, both of them, Jury and Catgirl, or at least I think that's her name, Jury, they, they keep calling her Jury, they just can't call her Jury, they're both super fucking cute, really adorable, Togashi, when he wants to design a cute girl, he designs a cute ass girl, so that's beside the point for me. I'm continuing on with this discussion. Let's move on forward. Maybe we should take a break. We're not taking a break. So after that, we versus he <laughs> and All these characters have such cool powers at this point. Everybody's got a weird, cool-ass power. But we is just, I am in armor. I summon a big fucking axe. You are going to have to deal with this shit. And T.A., as per the he, as per the T.A. tradition, whips out the black dragon flame. And this fight is an absolute fucking bomb-ass anime fight. The animation in it was fucking wicked. I am fully 200% convinced, and you cannot prove me otherwise, that the animators love Hiei, because whenever Hiei gets in a fight, the animation is top-notch. Everything is popping off. You know, just so Funimation has an awareness, because I'm sure Funimation cares about my opinion and listens to this podcast, of that I am fully certain. You need to maybe have a little bit of a flash warning for Hiei's fights. Because all of his fights with the Black Dragon have flashing lights out the ass. And I don't have epilepsy or anything. But I was sitting there saying, this is making my eyeballs very uncomfortable. So Hiei, of course, Black Dragon Flames and fucking Rex Bui shit after after what we're just going to call some foreplay. Because we all know Hiei is going to win. Because Shadow the Hedgehog never loses. So cool ass fight doesn't kill Bui which I guess is you know supposed to say like look at Hiei he's becoming a better person oh my gosh and may I just say that Bui's I can't say his name Bui 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 Bui's armor was really cool I liked him as the stoic as the stoic sort of type like what's he doing what how does he get big axe then he started talking and I said ah well a little bit ruins it a little uh, just a tiny bit and then we've got Kuwabara versus Elder Togoro, which I totally thought was going to result in a in a loss for Kuwabara, but it didn't. He won, but it was in such a lame way. It was Kuwabara's fights are all lame. You know what? I get it. I get why people may not like Kuwabara because all of his fights are are just dumb. They're just dumb, and he doesn't even get to know about Genkai's that Genkai's dead. Everybody just shits on Kuwabara in show out show. It is very unfortunate to be Kuwabara. But it's another example of the Korobara fight, which 
is just I'm either going to lose and blunder the shit to absolute infinity or I am going to lose and then decide to win at the very end. And that is, of course, what happens. He keeps getting the shit wrecked and he says, I'm going to turn my sword into a fly swatter. Ka-chow! Onto Elder Togoro and, or Older Togoro. And while being a very cool villain, he's very creepy. The way he clings to Togoro, uh, his younger brother, is very... When I first saw the show... I only saw parts of the uh, the black tournament, and seeing him clinged on to uh, the elder, his big brother, is really creepy. I thought he was a girl, too, because back then I was like, long hair must be girl, right? It was really, really creepy, really uh, unnerving, and so his voice, everything mixed with, because I watched this dub, as you may know by the fact I was talking about Australian accents earlier, it is... Very, uh, it's very unnerving. But to go against Kuwabara and just be like, I regenerate. <laughs> I'm just gonna just spirit spirit tennis racket bazooper. Stupid, very stupid. I hated it. It's not on my least favorite fights, but it's such a dumb, such a dumb shit move. But hey, after that, we uh, we 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 get a uh, we get the Togaro fight. Which is an absolutely, it's absolute, an absolute spectacle. It is one of my favorite fights of this entire arc. And at this point in the entire series, purely because there's so much, so much sort of back and forth. Because I fully thought that at the start, it was fully kind of, I fully thought that Yusuke was going to lose. And I just don't know, like... I had seen in other shonen tournaments or tournament arcs that I'd seen that the character can lose. There can be losses. But if the bad guy goes, you know what? You've done well enough, which is what I thought might happen. I thought Togoro would reveal that he did this all. And he was a good guy underneath it all, which kind of true, kind of really not true. You know, it depends on how I look at it. Anyways, Yusuke and Togoro are fighting, and Togoro just does the classic bad guy move where he says, not good enough, hate this fight. But then Genkai comes back from hell and says, Ayo, you should kill us, kill somebody, and then I'll make Yusuke mad. And he says, Alright, I'm gonna go kill Kuwabara. <laughs> he literally pans around and says, Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I'm gonna pick Kuwabara, yo ho. And parent- quotation kills him, obviously. We, we, the, we, the, the viewers suspect that Kuwabara is not going to die because for one thing I don't know why they did this whether the decision was made to do this but at this point the ED was changing had changed to the the chapter black ED which features you know the villain from chapter black I cannot remember his name but uh he's pretty cool looking too it's it's changed to the new ED and Kuwabara is in that ED so it stands to reason that Kuwabara would not be dead so I'm a little bit sad but then my brain takes over and says hey Kuwabar is in the ED for what is assuming the next arc. Stop being sad. And I said, oh yeah, that's right. They wouldn't kill off Kuwabar. And little did I know, they won't kill off anyone because Genkai also comes back after this fight. Which, uh, that is one thing that I will vent about. That's fucking stupid. Genkai's death, I thought, was really a really big motivator for uh, for Yusuke. And I thought that was really going to better him as a character, losing his sensei and all that. But it's just... Uh, no, uh, Genkai didn't actually die. Why would she die? Why would anybody be fucking dead forever in this show who actually matters? So Yusuke and Togoro fight, getting back to what is actually going on. And at one point, Yusuke is actually kicking Togoro's ass. You know, does the big-ass spirit bomb. Spirit bomb. Is it spirit bomb? What the fuck? That's from Dragon Ball, you stupid spear gun. 
shoots him through the stadium. He comes back and says, nice, I'm going to take my muscles out now. Wait, psych, they're even bigger. Which, when he deflated, I, I thought, oh. Oh, when they get smaller, that's the real that's the real scary thing. You know, Frieza did the same shit. He became smaller. But no, it is whoop and then he immediately puffs back up and becomes <laughs> a fucking monstrosity. And then it's not even that, he becomes an even bigger monstrosity. He p- pops his collarbones out. You know how people pop their collar. Well Togoro just strips, snaps in there, his body says, Yeah, pop them collarbones. And it's it's I don't it's cool. It's 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 cool to some degree. It is very, I feel, reminiscent of the style of the times with this sort of, um, what's the phrasing? He looks very, uh, there's a terminology for this. Of course, I'm thinking on the fly. A cat's trying to get in my lap while I record a podcast because, of course, she is. I am recording. But the sort of the design aesthetic for what Togro became kind of fits for, I feel like, the design time. Kind of fits for the style of the times, but it just doesn't look right to me, especially when he gets his fucking his veins all over his neck and his eyes kind of get veiny too. And I'm just thinking to myself, yo, Togro, man, you know, you're looking like you, you didn't get enough of your OJ, which I absolutely thought was a fucking meme too. This whole, yes, just give me a glass of orange juice. Oh, I even forgot. I, I didn't even mention because I didn't even mention that the tournament. Or is he the tournament organizer? I don't know. Uh, I forgot to mention that Sakyo at this time has revealed that he is a fucking psychopath and that he liked to as a kid. Who's the tournament organizer? I don't know why I failed to mention him. Maybe it's because in my mind he wasn't that important. Turns out he was that important, as, or at least what he was doing was kind of important for future arcs. So I feel like I should mention him right now. But Sakyo and Koenma are apparently going to be the final fight. Which we all know is not going to happen. Even Sakyo says, no, that's not going to happen. And Koenma goes, good. Uh, despite being a powerful spirit world person, I'm going to get my shit absolutely wrecked. So that's fine by me. So the Togoro fight is basically just held up to be the fight that actually matters. And it's really cool. Because for the only thing that really Yusuke can do, which is hit you a lot and shoot and shoot spirit gun, it still manages to be intense just because of the way that Yusuke is kind of in a little bit emotionally turmoiled, especially as he's fighting Togoro, who at this point has just killed two people close to him, quote-unquote killed, of course. So it's, it's it was an engaging fight, especially with the different forums. I didn't like it, like I said. I didn't like the sort of eldritch abomination horror that uh, Togoro decided he was going to be, but I still thought it was really intimidating against the smaller Yusuke, and that's kind of a lot what a lot of the camera sort of did in this fight, was it kind of just showed you how much smaller Yusuke is compared to Togoro as he gets bigger and bigger. And I really love that because it shows the sheer amount of force that Yusuke is going to have to use against Togoro. And he did fill in his role perfectly as the shonen villain. He felt like a, a hurdle that Yusuke himself, you know, early on, Yusuke could have never beaten Togoro. But as the fights sort of you know, go on, you sort of think, start thinking, well, yeah, Yusuke could do it. But then, of course, Yusuke has to get his obligatory, I get stronger power, which I think is cool. I'm, I I say these things sarcastically. I don't mean them 100% sarcastically. It is just, you know, the it's it's the, the way of storytelling, the way that stories have to proceed. And in stories like this, it is only natural for characters to get more powerful. Otherwise, they just stagnate. And it's there's no sort of sense for the, there's no reason for the audience to care if there aren't new and better things coming out or the story's not advancing in a entertaining way. But I did feel like, even going up into that, that 
Togoro was the stronger, you know, he, he was the stronger character, honestly, until the very end when he just gave out. His body sort of just said, all right, too much demon power. We're dead now. But still, when Yusuke fell, that was an intense moment. I didn't, I didn't expect Togoro's form to just explode like that. It was an intense fight up to that moment. Really entertaining. Love just the sort of the hopelessness that there was in a variety of aspects to the fight with Yusuke. I didn't think Yusuke would win, which I think makes a very compelling fight is just that when you think the character has no chance of winning and they pull it off. And it wasn't such a big of an ass pull. Yusuke had been established at that point to be a person who is kind of, you know, even as a character, he was, you know, a flunky. He was a dropout. Or not a dropout, but he didn't give himself 100% to, like, school and even to his training until he had to. And so for him to just have to be motivated by death, and, of course, this kind of a bitch move on Genkai's part to just possess Pooh and go, Ayo, Togoro, kill, kill some dudes. And Togoro says, oh, well, all right, I guess I have to. But the fights up to that point had been one of the things that I really always kind of knew in the back of my head that yes Yusuke has to win the fights have to continue because that's just how the story goes but kind of having these sort of which is something that may be to my own fault of trying to analyze a story trying to guess where it's going to go and not just sitting and savoring the ride that could be on me that's not something to say to any detriment to Yu Hakusho but I thought that Yusuke had a very uh had a very low chance of winning. And when he when Togoro caught that big ass spirit gun ball volley, whatever you want to call it, I was so sure that so I, I was so sure that Yusuke was gonna have to pull out some super ass final super duper form, which uh I don't know anything. Before I started this anime, I knew nothing about Yusuke or Ameshi a whole lot, but I had played Jump Force and J Star's Victory Versus, which are you know the Shonen Jump fighting games. And Yusuke has this annoying fucking habit of, in both games, of when he gets killed, getting back up as a long-ass-haired, demon-looking dude. And I don't know why. I, uh, story-wise, I don't know why he does that. And if this is, you're watching this and listening to it, I'm sorry for the mild spoilers, but J-Stars and Jump Force already did this for me. But So I thought he was going to activate whatever form he did in those video games, and I was going to be mildly irked. But no, he just said, uh, I did all I can do. Uh, dead now. And Togoro was walking over, saying, <laughs> I did it. Oh, I'm dead now. Which is, is really cool. It's really cool. I thought it was a very, I, I, my heart was racing. I remember distinctly my heart racing as I was watching that scene. So I, I, I applaud you, Hakusho, for getting me so invested in a fight that nothing mattered except my entertainment with that moment. So I, I really loved this fight for that reason. And... You know, Jump Force and J-Star's victory versus making me think that Yusuke was just going to get up as super hair long form. Fuck y'all for that. Because I don't know what the fuck that's going on with that or anything at all. I'm going to see in Chapter Black, I'd imagine. But it uh, still. So obviously, Yusuke wins. He says, all right, uh, I'm actually not so tired. Yeah, you guys win the you win the tournament. And then Sakyo just says, fuck it. Nuke this shit. I don't care anymore. I've lost. Fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm blowing this up. I'm taking my ambition of linking the demon world and the human world. 
I'm 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 not doing that anymore. Goodbye. This will to- this will in no totally way come back to affect us in the future. I'm blowing up the th- I'm blowing up the island now. Goodbye. And there's an ev- evacuation scene. And I didn't mention this earlier, but this is something that kind of ties back in with my uh, what sort of annoyances I have with you hockey show, and that's with the Kawinma and the Ogre uh, panaways because they're, I know they're meant to be comedic effect, but sometimes they're just annoying. And this entire sequence where it's, help me, Kawinma, sir, help me. I said, Ogre, you weren't in the manga. I don't remember seeing you in the manga at all. You do not matter here at all. And so your your life means nothing to me, filler character who is only in the anime so that Kawinma can have someone to talk to and doesn't seem like a crazy person. So... <laughs> So they're they're ogre and Koenma. I know they have to talk to each other, you know, to fill up that time. And Koenma and ogre. Maybe somebody thought they were fucking hilarious or something. But I was just getting kind of annoyed at several of their bits. Now several of their bits did get me actually legitimately laughing. So I just have a love hate relationship with them. But when ogre's like, help me, Koenma, sir, and Koenma says, ah, fine, I guess I will. Nobody likes anybody in this fucking show. Everybody acts like they're annoyed by the other person i'm just saying like this is 90s as fuck nobody can just say you know what bruh i do love you bruh i love you too it's everybody's just oh fine i guess i'll help you but yeah they everybody evacuates the island they go and say dang that was a hell of a summer vacation right right and then they're like oh shit this isn't actually summer vacation we're actually supposed to be at school right now how long was this tournament and what was the tournament i think it was like five six days I know the first three rounds or first two rounds of the of Yusuke's fights went on for a while and happened day after day. It was pretty fucking wild, honestly, that they're just, all right, another fight, all right, another fight, all right, another fight. Maybe, maybe Togashi in his original, when his original work or writing just said, uh, this is going to happen over a day, you know, that way that Yusuke doesn't get expelled from, no one gets expelled from school. And then he just said, hmm... I don't know what I, I don't want to know what I'm feeling about doing anymore. But all things aside, they get on the boat and say that was a wild hell of a summer vacation. And then Genkai says, "Aren't you forgetting someone?" Everybody goes, "Genkai, you're not actually dead." And she says, "Of course I'm not." Oh, by the way, Togoro's going to hell. Don't know if I should tell you that. Oh, sorry, Limbo. He's going to Limbo. I mean, the dude was massacred whole bunches of people. He's going to hell. You don't need to. You don't need to. You don't need to shy away that he's heading. He's heading towards the red, a red fiery area, or at least a fiery lookingish area. Funimation. I know that Togoro is going to hell. He isn't going to limbo. He, he just. just why is it even necessary? Did this air for kids? It doesn't feel like a show for kids. Like obviously it wasn't Shonen Jump, but not. It feels like something that if your mom walked in on you while you were like eight. Watching on Toonami, they would be like, why did that kid just stab a sword through his head? I, I, I feel like this was an adult swim. I don't know. This is my first. I'm new, new to you, you. I don't know when this aired. I saw it once in passing. And I don't remember when. But I know I saw it. Because I remember thinking Corbar's hair looked stupid back then. But now I've since changed my ways into accepting the joy that is Corbar Kazuma. Kazuma Corbar. Is that even his last name? Who knows? I'm probably wrong. Who was what? I was I did know his name. Why am I why am I so stupid? So so that was the that was the Dark Tournament saga or Dark Tournament arc. Uh, again, you know, West Coast East Coast. Are you a saga man or an arc man? So kind of want to summarize it. 
I'm not too familiar. I've never, I've, I've not watched too shonen, too many shonen anime. I'm more familiar with shonen manga, and tournament arcs tend to progress faster than that. You don't have to fill up a time slot. You don't have to sort of, you know, space out this episode and fill it with content. So it, it pairs to reason that one is objectively faster than the other, which is something that I was noticing about this one. It felt a lot slower than something that I was used to from reading manga, which worked. I don't think it worked for t- against it. I en- I enjoyed a lot of parts of this arc, I feel. Moment-to-moment fights. There were fights in it that really stood out. I am going to re- list out my favorite fights and my least favorite fights real quick. My favorite, first favorite fight was Hiei versus Bui because they whipped out the animation budget and just threw it on Hiei and said, Yes, yes, Shadow, make us more money. And Hiei said, I, Black Dragon, fl- Flame of the Black Dragon, Black Dragon Flame, whatever, fuck it. My second favorite fight was Yusuke versus Toguro, just because the stakes were there. Everything was piecing together. Actually, these are in no particular order, because I, I think I might like Yusuke versus Toguro more, just for the pure stakes and the pure raw just energy that was in it and the emotions that were kind of hitting me in the moment for that fight. And my last one is Yusuke versus Chu. That was also a very intense fight and a great way to sort of cap the stakes that could be the dark tournament after what I felt were like very unremark- a very unremarkable first round. So those are my favorite fights. My least favorite fights. Let's get into those real quick. Uh, Kuwabara versus Rinku. Rinku, for one thing, is a shitheel kid. Yo-yos are an annoying weapon. I fucking get annoyed anytime somebody uses yo-yos in any sort of anime. Fuck Ness mains. Ness mains are bullshit. Yo-yos? Fuck yo-yos. All my homies hate yo-yos. But annoying little kid. His voice in the English dub is hella annoying. I hate his voice. If I don't like your voice. I feel like that's kind of a problem that's going to affect you as a character. But I, I just couldn't handle the fight. And it later, this whole, I'm going to drop him from high up on the stadium. And then Kuwabara gets dropped from a stadium twice. And he is just okie-dokie okay with it. Now, you could say, well, he wasn't as strong when he was fighting Rinku. But, yeah. But this is just what stimulates what's wrong with a lot of Kuwabara's fights. And that Kuwabara either gets his shit thrashed in, it loses, or he decides to win. And in this one, it was kind of a, it was kind of a little bit of a subversion of that. Nekoibara kind of thought he had a chance. He he beat the kid up, the demon kid, but then he just lost anyways. And it was such a just it left such a for this being the first fight of this arc, it was not a great way to set it up. It should have not been Kuwabara versus Renku because this set up what my expectations for the rest of the Dark Tournament arc was gonna be, and it wasn't and necessarily a great way to just kick off this arc. So next up on my least favorite ones was Genkai versus Suzuki. And it's another thing that Suzuki, you know, he he gave me he gave me big pedophile clown from Hunter Hunter, gave me big energy from like big him energy, and I know I watched like twenty episodes of Hunter Hunter, and I know that guy was freaking me out. I can't. Why am I not? Can't remember his name. I don't care. I'm not gonna remember the the pedophile clown from Hunter Hunter's name. That's just what I'm gonna call him. Even if I do a Hunter Hunter review, that's the entire thing I'm gonna call him. But with all this sort of this precursor, this not even he's not even a precursor. He came after. But I had this sort of mindset that Suzuki, who can give these other people powers and abilities, he's going to have a bunch of tricks up his sleeve. It's going to be sort of like fighting a clown. He's going to, you know, he's going to honk honk his nose. It's going to be wild. And even after he takes off the clown, you know, like later on, he takes off the clown makeup and he's just a dude. At the entire time, I thought, oh, the Suzuki fight's going to be wild. Genkai's finally going to have a challenge. But Genkai just fucking aces his shit, beats the crap out of him in a such an anticlimactic fight. And it made me so mad. Because I thought that this was going to be something bigger than what it was. And of course he gets his free, he gets the free win of 
throwing out Kuwabara. I mean, everybody gets their free Kuwabara win, right? So for Genkai to just beat the shit out of Suzuki and for no stakes to be there, to me personally, I was really annoyed with it. And it's something that I actively hated that fight. And it really sort of took energy away from me. My final least favorite fight is Yusuke versus Gene. While that fight does have some okay moments, overall, I don't know why they gave Gene this accent because he just consistently managed to annoy me. His attitude was just kind of annoying to me as well. And his, oh, the bonding on the sermon, if you got a little bit of a wee bit of a time, you know, don't you know, just hate that fucking voice. I, I, not, that, I, not that I'm saying that I hate Irish accents or Scottish accents. I just didn't like jeans, you know? I mean, I just didn't like jeans. And Yusuke's fight with Jean is set up to be something so much bigger than it actually is, but it still felt sort of like a deflated fight to me as well. And... Yeah, Gene's got some cool-ass powers, and yeah, it's really awesome. But this was just the start of the decline for the Dark Tournament for me, and what made me kind of take a hiatus for from Yu Hakusho for a little bit, because this fight was just so disappointing. And of course, it had to have its classic, yeah, Team Yurameshi gets fucked by the tournament committee. And so it's just this intense fight happens, and it's a draw because we need to have more fights. So it's just a stupid disappointment for me. And these are the fights that actively worked against the Dark Tournament. They're my least favorite because they took away the drive to watch this anime from him. So of course they've got to be they're, they're, that's why I consider them to be my least favorite. And I just I just wanted to make a note of it. I mean like I feel like if I'm going to have a tournament arc, I need to t- you need to talk about the fights. And these are the fights that stood out to me. The first 3 were obviously the fights that got me energized and made me want to keep going. It is very unfortunate that two of my fights were in the last one which is I mean, that's the the last the last fights. You know, the, the my best my favorite, my favorite fights. I don't know why I'm stuttering so much. But my favorite fights were the ones that were towards the end when the stakes are raised, where we're at the objective. We know what we're here for, and it's here in our faces. But they were the fights that got me excited, that made me want more. They were the fights I wanted more of. And Yusuke versus Chu was just a it was just a was nice. It was a big scoop of ice cream on the cake that was Yu Hakusho at this point. It was just unfortunate that the cake was kind of dry. But hey, that ice cream really, really moistened that cake up extra. Extra moistened, moistified the cake that was getting a little bit dry after the very unremarkable beginning to me. So, Dark Tournament. Do I like it? Mm-hmm. Yes and no. I'm very, I have very mixed feelings about the Dark Tournament. I'm... If, if you listen to this podcast, and I probably made it fairly obvious by listening to and talking about it, I'm not a shonen anime guy. So these filler moments, these long, extending, drawn-out, poorly paced sort of areas that are a little bit more prevalent in the Dark Tournament than, you know, the Spirit Detective arc and from what I've seen of the Chapter Black arc, it kind of becomes apparent, more apparent that there's some pacing, weird pacing shit that goes on and this arc itself and it's just not a very some of the fighters i wasn't i weren't particularly like interested in seeing you know some of the designs weren't appealing they didn't elicit curiosity i didn't want to see what would go on with them 
And I feel like that's kind of what you need to have in these these battle anime, these battle manga, these battle storylines, is the characters, the enemies, have to be characters you want to see what they'll do and what their abilities are. And this is this is this comes back to aesthetics too. This isn't this could not be contributed one hundred percent to you, Hawker Show, and its shortcomings. This is all opinion based that a lot of the designs later on and some forms didn't necessarily appeal to me. Uh, some of Masha, Masha, when they originally came in ble- dressed in black cloaks and they revealed themselves slowly like that, that was cool. I thought that was an, that was interesting. But then they revealed themselves and a lot of their designs didn't really necessarily click with me. You know, Gama, I called him just a goblin. He was just a paint goblin. Toya, I completely skirted over Toya and Bakken just because they didn't matter to me. <laughs> I didn't like their designs. They just were such mids to me. I just didn't care. And it's Ice Dude and Big Strong. It's stupid. I didn't I didn't care. I didn't care. And that's what you gotta do for these fights. You've got to make me care about these characters and want to see the fights happen. And the uh, there were a few they were hit and miss. A lot of them were hit and miss. So how do I feel about the Dark Tournament? I didn't like it as much as the Spirit Detective arc and just from what I've seen, we'll, we'll 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 see what it ends up being when I finish Chapter Black. But so far, I think this might be my least favorite arc of what I've seen. Again, haven't finished Chapter Black. But the Dark Tournament, while it culminated in a very excellent ending and whoa, an astounding fight. And, you know, there was some good character growth in between the fights. I, I am kind of overlooking it. And stating things too much and just, you know, being hyper being a little bit hyperbolic just for comedic effect. Yet there is a lot of character growth. The character interactions are one of the things that the main four, you know, Yusuke, Koibara, Hiei, and Kurama, they are a very very iconic team. I love seeing them. They're very interesting to me. And I love their interactions, although of course they are kind of the nineties dude bros who can't say they who can't say they kill about each other because that's lame. I do like them, and I think the dub does a great, writes them really well. And the performances in the dub are all great. All of the characters do excellent performances in this dub, and they only highlight some more in this arc. I love Justin Cook as Yusuke. I love, obviously, I love Christopher Sabat as Kuwabara. And I love the perform like the performances mixed between Kurama and Hiei. They really, they really do, they really do great. They they do good. Except Hiei's voice actor is now trying to sell NFTs, and maybe not, maybe not. That's maybe that's not 100% great, or at least that's what I remember seeing on his some of his Twitter. So maybe, maybe not 100% on that guy. But you know, still he does great as Hiei, even if he is just doing Shadow the Hedgehog. So it's it's fun. It's fun to have these characters. The main cast propels me through some of the the darker times just to see how they'll get out of it. So still, there's still a lot working in the favor of Yu Yu Show as a show overall. But the Dark Tournament, and I think this is the tournament. This is the arc that everybody is aware of. I've heard that Chapter Black is where it peaks from my friends and other people who've seen it. But the Dark Tournament didn't click with me as much as I wanted it to. And that's unfortunate because I did love Yu Hakusho up to this point. I did get kind of slowed down during the Sacred Beasts, but this was still, there was fun to be had in the Dark Tournament. Just 
not as much fun as I was kind of grown accustomed to and is not from, you know, the first the first 25 episodes or 24 episodes, whatever you want to say. But overall, what do I what do I what do I rate this? I give it I give this arc a seven. I want to try to give it I was going to originally think about six, but that's so that's so unfair to the greatness that does happen in this arc. And just because I have issues with some of the fights not being necessarily appealing to me at the end of the day, this is all things that I have to look through a subject. You have, you look through with a subjective sort of lens and then you kind of move over to objective and say like, well, you Hakusho was entertaining. I did watch it. If it was bad and I didn't want to watch it, I would have dropped it. I don't owe anybody fucking you, you Hakusho content. I was doing, I originally started this just because, you know, some homies, some homies really liked this, and I wanted to, you know, see why they loved it. But I'm still watching it, and I, I didn't think the Dark Tournament was bad. It wasn't my, it wasn't my cup of coffee, which I have a cup of coffee I don't on my desk that I've been taking sips through throughout to sort of <laughs> wet in my voice. So that's why I said that it's not mine, but it is enjoyable, and it has points that that are really fun to watch. It is just unfortunate that it is that maybe this is a problem with tournament arcs in general that you don't always have highs. You have to go through lows to get these points. So, you know, it's still it's still pretty good, and I'm still watching it, so, hey. And it sets up a lot of cooler, uh, cool things that I have seen in Chapter Black. So, really looking forward to more Yu Show, at least in Chapter Black Saga. I'm so excited. I've been enjoying the episodes I've seen so much. I just finished the the Yusuke's fight with the doctor. And that's another fucking peak animation. And it was intense. I'm loving Chapter Black. Loving Chapter Black so far. But we'll we'll have more Yu Yu show content whenever whenever uh, Audrey inevitably can't make it to a recording. I say that really did that sound like I was being salty? It's not it's not her fault. It really isn't. I, I'm just sounding awful, but if you, Audrey can't make it to another recording, then you know we'll have more Yu Yu Hakusho content. And hey, I maybe we'll get some peeps. We'll get some peeps for Chapter Black. You know, I know a lot of people really like Chapter Black. We'll, we'll get some peeps in it. We'll just we'll all talk about Chapter Black. You know, this could be extra content or something. But I I, I really feel like talking to myself about Yu Yu Hakusho is kind of detrimental because uh, I'm a, I'm getting a little bit insane and my throat's getting kind of mad because I'm talking way too much and has this been an hour and a half already jesus christ but so far you hawker show first arc and eight this arc second arc a seven uh you know so it's like what a 7.5 it's it's still really good i'm excited to see more and it's kind of got me thinking like maybe maybe we should just maybe i should just watch more shonen shit maybe i should i'm saying seeing looking like when did i stop watching hunter hunter and I can't remember. So maybe we, we, we go back to Hunter Hunter after we finish this. Maybe. Maybe that's what we'll do. Who knows what we'll do. We'll do something. But you know, what we, regardless what we will do, we'll be doing the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. Because we've been the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. I say we, but it is just me here recording in my room. Anyways, I've been Matt. And you can go to our website, otakumelancholy.com to check out new episodes every single Sunday. <laughs> every single Sunday. I don't know why I said it like that. Every single Sunday and new a Talk on Titan episodes every Wednesday, barring 
incidents that may or may not happen. And if you like the sound of my voice and want to support us, then you can go to otaku... Go to otakumelancholy.com. Well, yeah, you can. Our Patreon link is on there. But you can go to patreon.com slash otakumelancholy to donate $3 a month to get added bonuses like an exclusive Discord channel, additional episodes, including the post-show, the pre-show, post-show, post-show, pre-show. I can never remember the name of it. And such things like getting your name shouted out at the end of every episode like i'm about to do here for these people who have so generously donated to us anime of the week chris s creep puff coon darth egg jalvin ikea plant mellow and moe so to thank you all for giving your money to make sure that this podcast sucks less y'all help so much and we are definitely using the money that you guys give us to make to make some uh to make some improvements to this uh, to our content and thank you guys thank you guys so much for helping us out and thank you dear listener for listening to this podcast it means a whole lot and you know somebody who means a whole lot to me not really because uh i didn't really like this book 100 percent. but today's quote comes courtesy of courtesy of emily bronte from her book wuthering heights as spoken by mr lockwood I am now quite cured of seeking pleasure in society, be it country or town. A sensible man ought to find sufficient company in anime. Powerful stuff. Really powerful. Oh my gosh. Does it just like, does it just inspire you to just binge shows all night? It really should. It, it inspires me. I remember thinking it's so weird when I was reading that book and I suddenly started like becoming a discourse on anime. It was, it was wild wild absolutely wild wild book wild book just turns into all about anime the second second quarter or this is the second half there's no second quarters is there i don't know anyways guys thank you for listening uh i am going to be gone now i am going to stop recording this episode is ending bye bye take care